From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. WIA President Greg VK2GPK looks at WIA achievements to date this year. WIA Immediate Past President Justin with What's in Store in Hobart for our AGM. WIA Director John VK4JJW, news of a silent key whose main achievement we use most days. WIA Past Director Robert VK3DN goes stargazing, and so can you. And WIA Director with this week's board comment. All this and more in this bumper Christmas season edition of National News from the WIA, the last news service of the decade. Season's greetings from the WIA Conference Organising Committee. The WIA Annual Conference will be held in Hobart, Tasmania, over the 8th to the 10th of May 2020, and registrations are open and selling fast. The conference theme is Antarctic Gateway, and the weekend is set up to showcase the Antarctic past, present and future for those attending the weekend. We have also been able to secure a fantastic deal from the Spirit of Tasmania with discounted fares and accommodation on the ship for the two weeks before and after the conference weekend. So if you're thinking of making a holiday of it and seeing the Apple Isle, this is your chance. Bring your car, caravan, motorhome, motorbike to take advantage of the special Spirit of Tasmania deal. Book early to ensure that there's space for your vehicle and caravan. Follow the links on the WIA website page to the Spirit of Tasmania booking site. We have also been given permission to operate 6 metres, 2 metre and 70 centimetre handhelds maritime mobile on the Spirit for this period. This is a unique opportunity to operate maritime mobile on your travels. The conference begins on Friday the 8th of May at lunchtime, with 30 lucky people getting a tour of the Australian Antarctic Division headquarters that is south of Hobart. There will be buses to and from the conference venue, and these bookings are open to all call areas except VK7 on a first-come, first-served basis. So get in quick to reserve a booking, as it is only limited to 30 people. On the Sunday, we have a range of fascinating tours organised. These include Mawson's Hut's Replica Museum, either the Tasmanian Museum and Art Gallery with their Islands to Ice exhibition, or the Tasmanian Maritime Museum. And of course, the wonderful and very unique Grote Reba Museum and Radio Telescope Dish. Grote Reba was the father of radio astronomy, being the first person to build a big dish antenna for the purposes of mapping the sky at radio frequencies. He discovered many discrete radio sources, and he mapped the bands of bright radio emission from our galaxy, the Milky Way. Reba came to Tasmania in the late 1950s because of its unique location at high magnetic latitudes in the Southern Hemisphere. He spent 40 years studying low-frequency emissions with telescopes he built himself, first in partnership with the University of Tasmania School of Physics, and then later on his own at Bothwell. We finish today with the reminder that we have negotiated also a great deal with the conference venue, Best Western Hobart, with $149 per night rooms. 
Check out the WIA website to see what to do to take advantage of this discounted rate. We hope you have a safe and happy holiday season. 73 from Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey, on behalf of the WIA 2020 Conference Organising Committee. Staffing changes in the WIA bureaus. The WIA board has recently approved two changes in the management of the state QSL bureaus. In VK5, Chris Platt, VK5CP, has stepped out of the role, which has now been taken up by Grant Willis, VK5GR, with the VK5 Bureau now operating under the auspices of the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group. In VK8, Greg Winterflood, VK8KMD, has relinquished his role, noting a recent downturn in cards destined for Alice Springs Amateurs. Phil Brennan, VK8VWA, has now taken over the VK8 QSL Bureau Management, which is now tied in with the Darwin Amateur Radio Club. WIA National Office posted a note a day or so back on the main WIA page to advise they are now closed. The WIA office in Bayswater closed Friday, December the 20th and will reopen in the new year on Monday the 20th of January 2020. Hello, this is Greg, VK2GPK with this week's comment from the WIA board. As we hurtle in space, orbiting around the sun at an average speed of 110,000 kilometres per hour towards the fast approaching end of the year 2019, I'd like to take the opportunity to wish everyone a happy and healthy new year for 2020. At this time, bushfires are raging widely across large areas of Australia with both the loss of life and property. This is occurring at an unprecedented scale due to the catastrophic combination of record low rainfall, heatwave condition and high fuel loads. As a society, we continue to be indebted to the emergency services personnel and many volunteers involved in fighting these fires and assisting the many communities directly impacted. And a special thanks to those radio amateurs volunteering either directly or via organisations such as Wyson. The WIA looks forward to a significant anniversary in 2020, 110 years young. Few organisations have such longevity, especially a not-for-profit volunteer organisation in a rapidly evolving electro-technology sector. Over this time, the WIA has evolved from a single state-based association to become the national representative organisation it is today. Remember the WIA is a member-based organisation. The WIA is you and only exists to support the Australian Radio Amateur Service Cohort nationally and internationally. The WIA board thanks the membership for their continued support. Nominations for director vacancies from members are open at this time, as they are every year, and details are in the latest AR magazine. If you have an interest in the strategic and tactical management of the WIA, please give serious consideration to nomination or perhaps give a nudge to a colleague that you think can make a valuable contribution to the next 110 years. A quick reminder, the WIA Convention for 2020 is being held in Hobart, Tasmania, starting Friday, May 8th through Sunday, May 10th. Details are in the current AR magazine issue and registration is open on the WIA website. So save the date and hopefully spend a few more days in Tasmania. It's a great time of the year to be there. Now is the time to book your flights and accommodation. This is Greg, VK2GPK, for the WIA Board.
From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. First this week with news from the USA, the FCC seeks to remove 3 GHz ham radio band. ARRL reports the FCC has formally adopted proposals to remove the USA Amateur and Amateur Satellite Service 3 GHz band and is inviting comments. By proposing to delete the existing non-federal secondary allocations from the 3.3 to 3.55 GHz band, we are taking an important initial step towards satisfying Congress's directives and making as much as 250 MHz of spectrum potentially available for advanced wireless services, including 5G, the FCC said in its introduction to its notice of proposed rulemaking. A group of radio amateurs gathered earlier this month at Whiskey One Alpha Whiskey to mark the 98th anniversary of the successful ARRL transatlantic tests. December 1921, a message transmitted by a group of Radio Club of America members at 1BCG in Greenwich, Connecticut, was copied by Paul Godley to Zulu Echo in Scotland. Reporting on the accomplishment, ARRL Secretary Kenneth B. Warner, One Echo Hotel, declared Excelsior. Clark Burgard, November 1 Bravo Charlie Golf, who lives in Greenwich and fashions his callsign as lowercase November, figure 1, then uppercase BCG, to honour the original One Bravo Charlie Golf, he was among those on hand at the Maximum Memorial Station. We completed a successful special event at Whiskey One Alpha Whiskey commemorating the 98th anniversary of the transatlantic tests, Burgart recounted. This is particularly important historically to amateur radio as it was originally organised by the ARRL in 1921 to determine if low-power amateur radio stations using shortwave frequencies could actually be heard in Europe. Until then, it was thought impossible. Boston Marathon The FCC proposes a marathon fine for unlicensed broadcasting. The FCC has proposed fining an alleged pirate broadcaster in the Boston, Massachusetts area more than $450,000. According to the FCC, Radio Tele Boston, who used three separate transmitters for broadcasting, resulting in three separate violations of the law. As a result of the scale of this operation, its potential impacts and continuous nature the Commission proposed the maximum penalty for all three transmitters. In New Zealand, short-term management rights in 3.5 GHz band for 5G. In December 2019, the New Zealand Government approved the allocation via auction of short-term rights to an unused portion of 3.5 GHz spectrum. These rights will be allocated as national management rights for a term beginning mid-2020 until the 31st of October 2022. 3.5 GHz is the first spectrum band to be allocated for 5G services in ZL. As I leave you this year, I wish you all a great 2020 and catch you next week and leave you with this feel-good story from India. A now elderly man who's gone missing from home when he was in his 20s and for whom a death certificate in the meantime had been issued is back home with his family in Odisha, India with the help of amateur radio operators. Our news editor, Graham, VK4BB, filed this story this week, 
for Amateur Radio Newsline. The West Bengal Radio Club Secretary, Ombarish Nogbiswas, the U2 JFA, had noticed the 75-year-old resting on a bench. Though the man did not speak to him, Ombarish befriended him over time, bringing him food, a blanket and a mosquito net. When the man finally spoke and said his name was Charu, Ombarish recognised that he was from Odisha. He contacted a ham there, Dushant Kumadas, who was able to track down the man's family home based on his memories of what it looked like 57 years ago, the last time Charu had been there. Dushant found the location and eventually tracked down Charu's younger brother. Ajai, who recounted how, after Charu had gone missing and could not be located, had been declared dead. The Odisha hams relayed to Charu's return. Subhidatta, VU3ZSD, president of the West Bengal Radio Club, told the Millennium Post, We are happy to help a person to reunite with his family after so many years. I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. Ham Radio Operational News. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. And this being the holiday season, let's take a peek through the DX window. New Irish Beacon on 60 MHz now on the air. Back in early 2018, the 60 MHz 5-metre band was allocated to Radio Amateurs in Ireland, EI, on a secondary non-interference basis. Now we have news that the very first Beacon on 60 MHz went on air on the 16th of December 2019, using the call EI1KNH. It is on 60.013 MHz and runs 25 watts into a vertical folded dipole. This currently is the only 5-metre beacon operational in the world. The 5-metre beacon is co-sided with some of the existing Irish beacons EI06 on 50 MHz and EI4RF on 70 MHz. The elevated site has a locator of IO63VE and is located about 20 kilometres to the south of Dublin. A joint group of Tunisian and Algerian amateurs are active as 7X7X, December 28 to the 2nd of January, focused on 116 meters and digital. QSL manager is 7X2RO. Cole MM0NDX and Jonathan MM0OKG are spending a few days in Iceland. Signing TF stroke OJ0Y from the 30th of December to the 2nd of January. QSL via EB7DX. A team of eight UK operators will be QRV from the sovereign base area of Cyprus from the 2nd to the 7th of January. They will use the call sign ZC4UW on all bands 160 to 10 metres on CW and SSB. Island chasers may be interested in working Ron PY6 stroke PP2RON who will be on Ithaparaka Island till the 1st of January. This one counts as SA023 for the Islands on the Air Award and QSL's go via his home call, PP2RON. Now the contest scene for our next major events next year, 2020. Rolls Royal VHF UHF contest takes place all of January. Summer VHF UHF Field Day, Saturday 18 and Sunday 19 January. WIA John Moyle Field Day, 2020. Weekend of the 21st, 22nd of March from UTC 0100 hours on Saturday to 0059 hours on Sunday the 22nd. The provisional date for the next Harangel Memorial Sprint will be Saturday, May 2nd, 2020. 10 hours to 11.46 UTC. The VK Shires, the June long weekend, which is a weekend prior to the second Monday of June each year, making it June 6 and 7 in 2020. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest. Next contest, 17 July 2020. 
has the aim of encouraging low burn activity between VK and ZL on 160, 80 and 40 metres using SSB, CW, PD or PSK. RD Remembrance Contest will be August 15, 16 next year. Oceania Contest Voice from 0800 hours UTC Saturday October 3 to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 4. CW from 0800 hours UTC Saturday October 10 to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 11. Well, here we are on the edge of 2020. I'd like to wish everybody a happy new year. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Eddingham. Still to come in this edition is wireless weather with Bruce and special interest groups. And whilst we are gazing to the heavens, this appeared on the Q News workbench. Teams across Australia are joining a community science project building backyard radio telescopes to detect the arms of the Milky Way galaxy. Robert Broomhead, VK3DN. This DIY radio telescope project, headed up by second-year Master of Astronomy student Randy Mandau, is the first in an inspiring next-generation series which is all about getting people across Australia and New Zealand involved in science and the Australian-New Zealand space communities. There's a bunch of info about this community science project in the link available in the text edition of this news service. The teams are building antennas and software-defined receivers for the 21-centimetre band. The community of DIY radio telescope builders is made up of folks many who have not had any experience with radio astronomy, parents and young people, radio astronomers, radio amateurs, engineers, software developers and more. Yes, it's a very diverse group. There are 33 teams in Australia three in Africa and one in America who are each building their own DIY radio telescopes. Teams participate, share and collaborate through an online Slack community and are working towards producing a full set of documentation which can be open sourced to anyone at the end of this project. For WIA National News, I'm Robert Broomhead, VK3DN. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Hi, I'm Bruce, VK3 FFF. Let's look at the weather, then special interest groups. Wireless weather. Solar minimum is officially deep. 2019 has just broken a space age record for days without sunspots. Moreover, an international panel of scientists led by NOAA and NASA predicts that solar minimum could deepen even further, not reaching its lowest point until April of 2020. Recently, we were asked, but what is a sunspot? Well, they're cool planet-sized areas on the sun where intense magnetic loops poke through the star's visible surface. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. AMSAT CW Day, January 1st, 2020, is just ahead. You are cordially invited to take part in AMSAT CW Activity Day, sponsored by AMSAT for all radio amateurs throughout the world. The 2020 event will be held in memory of Larry Brown, W7LB, and Keith Pugh, W5IU. Among their many contributions to AMSAT, they were the AMSAT 20. 
multi-meter net for many years. Participation is easy. Just operate CW through any amateur radio satellite on the 1st of January 2020. Use of straight keys or bugs is encouraged, but not required. If you use AO7, please observe the QRP rules currently in effect for that 45-year-old satellite. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Israel applauds successful launch of Dachifat 3. Israel has applauded the successful launch of ISRO's PSLV C-48 rocket that put an experimental satellite built by students of its country into orbit on Wednesday, December the 11th. The Israeli satellite was among nine foreign customer satellites piggybacking on India's primary payload, RISAT-2BR1, a military radar imaging satellite. Dutchy Fat 3 was built by high school students and carries an onboard camera for Earth imaging. The transponder has an uplink of 145.970 MHz and a downlink of 436.4 MHz. However, some reports indicate that downlink may actually be at 436.420 MHz. ESA's OPSSAT Flying Laboratory launched, a first-of-its-kind space laboratory. The small, low-cost test satellite has been specifically designed for operational experimentation in space and includes the most powerful flight computer on board any current ESA spacecraft. As spacecraft managers dare to fly only tried and tested hardened software in the harsh conditions of space, innovation on the operational side of satellites is a very slow-moving process. This is where OPSAT steps in, bringing down the barriers to spacecraft operations. It provides a chance to safely test out new mission control techniques. Anyone can apply to become an experimenter and test their innovative software and new mission operations techniques in space. OPSAT provides technology for future missions and paves the way for satellites to further evolve with minimum risk. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA 2020 IOTA Honor Roll Annual Listings IOTA Enthusiasts If you've been planning to submit an application for IOTA, consider doing it now before the December-January rush. For those waiting for the very last QSL to secure their highest possible position on the 2020 honour roll and annual listing, you are reminded that the last date for mailing score updates to checkpoints for inclusion is 31st of January 2020. If postmarked after that date, and each year some are received, they are processed in the normal way, but the scores are held over to the following year's listing. In countries where the postal service to the checkpoint is often subject to delay, it is best to mail cards early so as to avoid complications. It is important that participants who have not updated since the 2015 annual listings and wish to remain listed should make a submission before the 31st of January 2020. Furthermore, if you have not logged into your record for more than two years, you will need to revalidate your registration. Do not leave it to the last moment as you will run out of time. What are we without it? 
software, that is. If you are chasing the latest and greatest in ham radio software, be aware of one of the largest and up-to-date repositories. DXZone. DXZone has software from Android to weather and facts, and in fact, some 96 logging applications. Where do you get it? DXZone.com. Hi, I'm Zacharias, WX4TVJ. I'm Faith Hannah, AE4FH. I'm Hope, KM4IPF. And I'm Grace, Kilo Mike 4 Tango X Tango. And welcome to the HamRadio.World uh, YouTube channel. Yota. Youth on the Air. It's a family affair. In fact, it's a YouTube channel. Hamradio.world is a YouTube channel that is put on by a family of six amateur radio operators. Dad, WX4TV, and Mum, N8ZQZ, Zachariah, WX4TVJ, Faith Hannah, KD3Z, Hope, ND2L and Grace KE3G. They've been told that Faith Hannah and Hope each were at different times the youngest extra class hams in the US of A. They are a homeschool family and amateur radio plays an integral part in their curriculum and all of the children have earned their amateur extra class licenses. They even have a family ham radio club called the Ham Radio World Club and the call sign for the club is KJ3T. And recently the kids have been getting interested in emergency communications and being prepared for emergencies. The entire family helped to provide communications between the EOC and shelters during Hurricane Matthew's brush with Florida, and the kids have built an emergency communications go box. Grace, KE3G, who earned her licence in May 2016 at the age of eight, upgraded her licence to Amateur Extra this year at the Orlando Hamcation 2019. If you hear any of the clan on the air, give a shout. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F from Sunny Bendigo. I'm John, VK4 JJW, and this is Rewind. ARRL reports that K4HZE, who developed the barcode, has passed away. George Laura, K4HZE, was aged 94. The lead developer of the barcode system that became the now ubiquitous Universal Product Code, UPC, while an electrical engineer with IBM in North Carolina's Research Triangle Park in the early 1970s, led the effort to develop the barcode system. K4HZE's barcode, or UPC, composed of 30 unique black bars and a 12-digit number, allowed retailers to identify products and prices as they're scanned. It was used for the first time in a retail setting in 1974. Laura also later patented one of the first handheld UPC scanners, according to his obituary. As the Washington Post reported, the barcode concept had originated in the 1940s when N. Joseph Woodland designed a bullseye-shaped system of concentric circles inspired by the dots and dashes of Morse code. Woodland became a colleague of Laura's at IBM, and Laura considered him the father of the supermarket scanning system. Laura served in the U.S. Army during World War II after being drafted while he was still a junior in high school. He graduated from the University of Maryland in 1951 and spent three decades working for IBM. Accounts describe Laura as an inveterate tinkerer, even up to his final years. 
IBM never patented the barcode system, but made it publicly available in order to sell the associated hardware. I'm John, VK4JJW. On the 2020 social scene in VK4, Tark Australia Day Long Week Radio Camp, that's the family edition, Thursday afternoon the 23rd to Monday afternoon the 27th of January at the Girl Guides Association of Queensland Campsite and the Training Centre at Bluewater. In VK2, it's Wyong Field Day, the 23rd of February, 2020. While many have been preparing for and then getting over Christmas feasts, or those less lucky protecting their and others' homes from bushfires, some of the CCARC club members have been working hard to make sure the 2020 Wyong Field Day is going to be one to remember for all the best reasons. Along with the traders, exhibitors, boot sale sellers and lecturers, this year we are arranging a fox hunt day to take place at Wyong on the Saturday immediately prior to the big day. We will also be able to run Australian licence exams again this year under the control of our AMC-approved examiners, so get your reservations in in plenty of time. We are just waiting for confirmation of supply of the valuable prizes to the annual raffle, but I can tell you it'll be a good one again. Disabled parking is, as always, available with wheelchair access to all three levels of the event. The gates open at 8.30am, with the traders arriving to set up from 6am. Over the coming weeks, I'll be bringing you more detailed information, including an impressive list of lecturers, but if you'd like to take your web browser to www.fieldday.org.au, you'll see all the information there first. For the CCARC Field Day at Wyong, this has been Ed, VK2JI. And in the first few months of 2020 in VK4, it's the SEQ Amateur Radio Field Day, March 10, at the Landsborough Sports Complex, 15 Tunnel Ridge Road. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. See you next year. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.